another knife making down under podcast, Tim drinking milk, eating dry scones. <laughs> it's scones. Not quite. It's scones. 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 Haven't you seen that oh. goodies episode? Jesus. The goodies settled I, this year. No, they didn't settle it. They just kept the argument going. Julianne, we would also like to know where is Mert? Mert, Mert at the moment is just having problems. And he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. So while we're waiting for Mert to get his shit together, get on board, you could probably, those, those that have chimed into the live feed will see that we have a guest with us this evening, a bright... Fresh-faced Tim Ford drinking milk, his beverage of choice, yes, eating dry eating dry scones. Tim, you you look so clean. I'm I'm flabbergasted. Well, I have to look beautiful for you, gents. You know, <laughs> you guys got high standards. I get roasted every second podcast. Yeah, so can can you see us on screen? <laughs> I was just thinking today, I am well and truly overdue for both the haircut and the shave. This lockdown period is, or, or yeah, the lockdown period is just overflowed now to laziness. <laughs> Hairdressers are always open, apparently. I didn't know that. I had two yeah. weeks of that excuse and then I had to go back in. So, yeah. Well, that's all right. You would have grown like three hairs on your face in two weeks, I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, come on, give me credit for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, what have you been up to for the last week, Tim? I've just been working away. I finished my diploma of business. I got the marks back even. Oh, fantastic. How did you go? I well and truly passed. Um, Very good. I'm applying for my degree now. Oh, very good. That's 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 uh, that's good. That's enterprising. Lovely to see. Brian's How very proud. Yeah, well, we should see. He could again. He's over there and he's tapping on his keyboard, and all we can hear is tappity tippity tappity from Corin. We're live. Four minutes in, and he's just realised we're live. Are we, have we gone live? Oh. Well, the little red square up the top says we've gone live. Fuck Hang it. on. And there's Mert. Oh, there he is. Sitting in the waiting room. Hey, That's here he slack, is. isn't it? Welcome along, Mert. How are you going tonight? Welcome along, Mert. How are you, you going tonight? Can you guys see me? <laughs> yes, we, we can, can see, see you. you. <laughs> do, you, do you have your milk, Mert? Fuck, can't hear you guys now. Uh, <laughs> Love this shit, dude. <laughs> okay. okay, take three. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We will figure it out. We will figure it out. So, and anyway, way, I mean, oh. you guys. so what have you been up to, Mr. Mr. Kev? You've been teaching today, eh? Yeah, I had a one-on-one -on -one course yesterday and today with Sam Erskinson from SE Knives. He's a new or upcoming maker. He's from the Tumut region. Uh, teed up to do a one-on-one -on -one course at my place. We've just been actually 
finished up this afternoon, but we enjoyed each other's company and he brought a couple of knives along that he'd made and a bit of show and tell and then and we got cracking into pretty much like a standard course. But when I do the standard course one-on-one and I've got someone that has you know, started knife making and wants to learn a bit more, we structure it a little bit differently so there's a lot more time for questions and answers and all the rest of it. And I generally explain things a little bit better about the what and the why I'm doing things. Made and, and he's picked up a whole lot of tips and he's very happy. We got cracking. He made into a couple pretty of really much like a standard knives, course. He made a little chef knife. When I do the standard the course one on one, I've got someone with a double guard and a uh, ringgidgey handle. And the bonus that he got out of that was with my laser, he got to laser etch his logo on two knives for the first time. So he was pretty fucking sharp. Yeah, that's pretty full. Yeah. Yeah, so it was good stuff. He's pretty happy. His his keenness must have to get back into it, which is which is good. So Mert, can you hear us now? Yeah I can hear you guys can you can you hear me and see me? Yeah, we can hear you and we can see you. We can't hear you, Kyle. Beautiful. I'm just fucking with Mert, Tim. That's all right. Oh. Yeah, we do this a lot, Tim. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, sort of, I sort of caught on. <laughs> fucking dickhead. I'm not as smart as you guys. Oh, there's a new t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dickhead. Yeah. No, no, no. You, you're way too nice. You're way too nice. And so it's my son's. So it's my son's twelve year twelve year birthday, and we go out to dinner, right? I put on my hoodie and go out to dinner. Yeah. And my son's in the, we're, we're at, at the restaurant, you know, standing there. And my son's behind me, he goes, who's Kevin? Why don't you like him? <laughs> I said, Kev? Oh, yeah, he's one of the podcast guys. Your shirt says, fuck you, Kev. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it does. Next thing, my wife's not talking to me. She wants me to go home and get changed. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was still good. <laughs> Worth uh, it. It's funny. Worth I, it. I, I received the t-shirts and Hashtag the hoodie. Worth it. I received it. My my wife was saying, "This is not you." I'm like, what do you mean it's not me? The package is not addressed to you. Oh, wasn't so it? So who did oh, you guys oh, address oh, the package oh, to, Corey? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Matt. Who was responsible for doing yeah. the uh, little oh. love letter? And the packaging names. Yeah, it could only it could only be one person. Yeah. She's uh, our warehouse supervisor, and um, when, when she found I'm out, blaming. yeah, when she found out it was going to you two, she asked me if she could uh, fuck with them as much as she liked, and I said, yeah, of course. So, so I have no Tim. idea what happened. It wasn't Tim. <laughs> no, no, it was Tempany. She's probably me. listening. I can't, I can't take credit oh, for that one. I thought it was Tim. No, no, Tempany. All <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, well, we might have words next time I come up to the warehouse. Then yeah, you'll have to. You'll have to. Yeah, yeah. What did it say? It was addressed to. Well, it was addressed to Reverend Sluttery. <laughs> mine was like. Mine was some some bullshit like, tinsel some shit. I don't even remember. I just looked it up. I'm like, oh, fucking idiots, and chuck the package. I didn't even take a picture. I'm like. And then there was a note on the front that said, read first. So I cut it open and pulled out this note. And it was just like this this crazy level of abuse about me. I'm just like, what the hell? It's Mine kind of funny. did not have any, any letters. 
You oh. always had the love letter. You're not special enough, but... No, oh. it has nothing oh. to do with that. I, I actually said to her, Mert's a bit salty. You'll have to treat him gently. So I think she was a bit softer. Oh. She reckons you look like that. She reckons you look like that guy from the Goonies. Oh. You remember that guy? Chunk's friend? The big fella. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... No, I don't reckon you'll see the funny side of that. Look, especially with me wearing this, I look like a fucking guru. I look like the guru from the Despicable Me. Ah, you, you said that. You oh, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. If we shave Tim's head, he could be mini me too. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. Never mind. Don't shave his hair. It'll take six oh, years to gentlemen. grow. Gentlemen. What have you guys been talking while I was gone? It's been 10 Mainly minutes. Mainly you. Already. Just you. We talked about you. <laughs> Yeah. We've been live for 10 minutes and it's been, let's talk about Mert. Yeah. We, <laughs> we told them all about that time in that podcast where you said that I stuff. I can hear you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can hear you. You don't know if he's fucking with us or if he just can't hear us. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, never so, mind. You guys fucking with me, don't you? I can't hear you. No, no <laughs> we're not, Mert. <laughs> Reboot your phone. Anyway. You go off for a little I spent so two... it looks like from some of the comments on the right-hand side there that um, we've got a few of our listeners that have received the shirts. Uh, what do you think of them, guys? My my personal view, I'm wearing I'm wearing the fuck you Kev shirt because it's it just makes me feel comfortable. But I reckon they're freaking awesome. I reckon they are awesome. And I put on the tools for tool, tools made for tools hoodie, and my wife had a really good laugh at that. Tools who make tools, isn't thought, it? Tools who make tools. Yeah, tools who, tools who make tools, and she thought that was quite funny. Yeah, I think yeah. she thought that was quite appropriate, actually. I got uh, the Gamaco one. You can buy your yeah. shirts at Gamaco. We've got a couple of spares, so uh, first in best dress on the spare shirts. Yeah, and then the, have the we got any left? Any? Uh, I'm not sure. Why not? <laughs> if you buy. If you buy a knife making down under t podcast t-shirt from Gamaco, Tim will write you a personal letter of thank you for doing so. Handwritten. You won't be able to read it, but it will be no, handwritten. It, you could take Tim's note down to the chemist and come out with some very good medicine. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll think it's a doctor's written a prescription. Jamie Bishop says, mine makes me look like a fat bastard. I'm not sure that's got anything to do with the shirt, Jamie. Sorry, dude. I just don't know how to handle that sensitively, too much, mate. Too much isolation sausage, mate. Isolation it's sausage. The <laughs> nice. The camera. We call that the white knuckle shuffle around here, but anyway. <laughs> isolation oh. Jamie, sausage. I'm, I'm sorry, Jamie. I think it's the camera. It adds 20 pounds. Yeah, man. <laughs> It's yeah. sausage and cabbage fest. Yeah blame, yeah, blame the camera. It works for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> so, uh, <sighs> speaking of adding the camera, on the weekend I ran a course and my mate Beer Rad, Heathcote Knife, comes around and he's just hanging out for the afternoon, which was kind of cool. Haven't seen him for a while. And then I get this notification on my phone and it's like, Brad Heathcote's mentioned you in... Instagram or whatever it was. So I have a look and Brad's taken a stealth photo of me and the student and we both look like we're 
eight months pregnant about to pop. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, bloody hell, Brad, there's protocol here. You've got to say, fellas, I'm about to take a photo. So we could suck the gun in and puff the chest out. <laughs> like huge. Up, not, like up there, not down here. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a really oh, good... yeah. And yeah, my student as well, he's there going, he goes, oh, my God, we both look like fat bastards. And I said, well, at least you didn't just, like, single me out in this. <laughs> yeah, so. Rough. That was, that was a pretty fun course as well, actually. Been going right with those at the moment. Yeah. Sure so great, the 69, the 69, 69 cents went straight to charity. Did it? Don't say that because it didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, the knife making down under podcast benevolence fund. <laughs> yeah, right. That's all. I'm... Which may or may not be, in fact, isn't a registered charity, but still good. It's not a registered charity. That comment was said in jest. Thank you very much. Yeah, no. It pays for me to write the handwritten notes. Uh, yeah. No, you're not getting anything. Who said he was getting something? Oh. No, he's not getting anything. You sit and no, drink I, your milk and keep quiet. I think I own a quarter of this podcast now. So, oh, so really? Are we going to get into really? interviewing our special guest? When's he joining us? <laughs> I don't know. Just get Tim out here. We'll get Tim. Let's out. ask him questions now while he just had a big mouthful of dry scone. Hmm. So, Timmy, I believe you were one of the first interviewees, the first people that uh, knife talk in the USA, the first people they interviewed. Is that not true? When I say they, it was just great. That is true. What mm. episode were you? Um, I'm not sure. It might have been like eight or seven or eight, I think, maybe. Seven or eight. Nice. And, and... So they wanted, the, they wanted the podcast number to match your age. <laughs> I was going to say, how old were you back then? I would have been 13 or 14. 13 or was there any songs involved? Was there no, any sliding in the DM involved? Did he sing you a... Because Craig's known for singing people, a bit of a particularly young boys, a, um, <laughs> a little song. He didn't do it? He didn't sing me any songs. Didn't write you a song? He was very, oh. very above board. <laughs> he was very nice. He was very nice. I was very nervous. We're sure he was very nice. We're sure you were very nice. No, Craig is a nice guy. Sorry, Craig. We get, we're never going to leave it alone, though. You do know that, right? It's, Craig, you're never getting out of this, mate. The, 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 one, thing so that, the one thing that's going to save you, Craig, is we get about 100 listens an episode, not 50,000, so... Be sure, be assured, no one's ever going to hear it, but it's all good. Ah, not a, it's not about numbers, mate. Our no. regular listeners are with us, and that's that's what we care about. Yeah. Look, all six of them are on tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so, so where were we? Um, yeah, so you were about fourteen at the time. When did you make your first knife, Timmy? Uh, I was thirteen. Thirteen. So that was like two years ago. <laughs> yeah well, listen shut up and answer the questions we're in charge of the humor <laughs> so so you know here you are a sprightly young 13 year year old two years ago you're running around yep. the backyard kicking the soccer ball what what made you think that making a knife was a good idea what happened there did you do it like us just to impress the ladies I, I had no lady aspirations at the time. Um, 
I I don't know. I like, I always get asked the question and I never really have a good answer for it. Um, do you guys ever see the original, um, like Baltimore Knife and Sword or whatever their guy's name were at Manor Arms? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. That's when yeah. um yeah. my mate was part of that. Oh fuck, Sam. What's his name? Sam yeah, Salvati. Yeah, Salvati. Yeah. Hey Sam. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So sort of just got inspired by inspired by that, and. I just went from there, you know, went around, found some bricks in a council cleanup and found a, a, a brake drum and sort of just put a bunch of charcoal in it and fired it up. It was good fun. So your first forge you, was a little charcoal were you actually allowed? Were you actually allowed to do that out in public? <laughs> um, did, the people, did the people whose house you found the bricks on mine that you established Ford forged at, at their house. Look, they didn't know that I took the bricks from the house, so it's good. It just chipped them out of the back. <laughs> just kick them off the yeah, the back wall. Yeah, so back you, you stole you stole people's property. You stole shit from people's house. Mert, you he's start Australian. vandalizing the brake drums. Mert, he's Australian. What do you want? We grew up as convicts, <laughs> yeah, mate. Right. We can't help it. <laughs> if you want to yeah. be him, you've got citizenship. Didn't they teach you this? <laughs> Mate, listen to this. I was out for dinner. I had my first schnitty in Australia since I got here. The first what? Schnitty. What? You had a schnitty. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nice. For the first time. Was it You've like never had a schnitty? I, I got, I got fucking mullet growing. Can you see? <laughs> <laughs> All our American listeners what? are wondering what a fucking schnitty is. Well, you can use got use cunts can wander when you come out. Um, you can Chicken you can have a schnitty. A schnitty. It's just a schnitty. It's not a chicken schnitzel, it's a yeah. schnitty. It's a schnitty. What did you have with your schnitty, Mert? I had the garlic prawns, and I'm, I feel like a fucking dragon. I've been burping garlic for the last <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> if you light a fire, if you light a light, I'll fucking spit fire for there's sure. A, there's a club down in Mildura. It could be the workers or the RSL or something, but we went there for dinner on the oh. way through. You, remember, you were there, weren't you, Kev? Yeah, I was. Fucking oath, mate. And they have they had like fifth. You could get anything you wanted at that club, is so long as it was a schnitty. They had schnitty pizzas, schnitty steaks, schnitty Hawaiian jobs, schnitty everything, didn't they? They had like 50 schnitty yeah. varieties of schnitty. Yeah. At least 35 varieties of schnitties with different toppings on there. With yeah. chips. Yeah. With chips. Mate, you could have anything you wanted so long as it was a schnitty. Those were the days. Those were the days where we could cross borders and get harassed but still cross borders. At the moment, <laughs> that that's just looking like a pipe dream, isn't it? Yeah. But a good fun. Yeah. Good fun trip. Um, what have you been up to for the last week, Mert? I've seen some interesting stuff on Instagram and social media. You seem to be holding some sort of ingot of some sort. Yes, I have. So I talked to you guys about making my tamagane, and I was thinking making tamagane, making steel from scratch, and I want to make woods, crucible steel, or also known as the real Damascus steel, for a long time. And I had the, I had everything ready, and Last but but Mert, they've this, lost the art week. of making woods. It's lost. It's a lost technique. Nobody knows. Well, it was deemed as a lost art 
but late Alpendry, he worked on creating woods for a long time. And with the help of the Dr. Verhoeven, who's also the writer of the, the metallurgy book, he managed to replicate it. And after research, Dr. Verhoeven realized it was the it was the impurities or mostly vanadium that creating the pattern. So I end up so I calculated the steel that goes in it, or cast iron and the iron or whatever it's supposed to, and I calculated my vanadium content and I put everything in my crucible, sealed it up and put it in my charcoal furnace. And first attempt was almost almost good. It, everything looked right. I I had to break the crucible, but there was a couple pieces of the steel that didn't look melted. So I ended up cutting the uh, puck in half. I ground it and etched it. Everything was beautiful except the one blob of fucking cast iron that didn't melt. So I fired it one more time on, on Monday, and this time everything melted. The puck looks spot on, and you can see the dendritic structure on top. And yes, I made a wood steel. That's what I what? was doing this weekend. What was the? Can you explain the photograph of the steel that the, the steel that appeared to be sprayed all over your yard? What happened there? Oh, that was. So I was also trying to uh, do a cast. I was trying to cast bronze, and what happened was everything yeah. looked good. It's Saturday morning. I got my cruci I got my bronze filled up. It's melted. I got my sandbox ready. I got everything ready. I'm about to pour it, and I turned the forge off, my uh, furnace thingy, opened the lid. I got my I got my um, welding mitts on. I got my goggles on. I'm approaching. I grabbed the fucking crucible and I was about to pour it. While I was about to pour it, all of a sudden the fucking crucible with the molten bronze in it, exploded. <laughs> yeah. And now, the Hunter, and now the Hunter Valley has a statue of Mert. <laughs> <laughs> when, when stuff like that happens, then, when stuff like that happens in yeah. my shed, uh, I always wish I had shoes on. I was about to say, <laughs> you, you kick your thongs off and run. <laughs> look, look, I was good. I had my goggles on. I had a mask. I didn't put the full face mask. Like full face shield, but I had my goggles on. That happened. I was like, fuck. Then I said, okay, time to go change undies. <laughs> I went inside there. Didn't you just pass some of the stuff on the floor? Some of the stuff on the floor is definitely not bronze. Bronze <laughs> gets like a tinge of color of brown, not a shit brown. So So you had to flip your thongs off and change them too. <laughs> uh, it, it was it was fucking scary and dumb me because i've done the i used the same small crucible for 10 times and it was the holes are not thick and when it's molten but i think i must have pushed with the tongs a little bit too much and kaboom got a bit excited yeah. happens to the best of us yeah we all yeah we've seen that ha we've seen that happen before <laughs> when you when you squeeze it too much and you get excited and boom explodes yeah you know? yeah that happens mate. you know what i mean tim you know what I mean, Tim? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have Have you ever had any experience like that, Tim? I've had uh, pl plenty of experiences like that. So anyway, we're and moving right along. Um, 
So here we go. He's got most his hockey waving, puck of... Most uh, waving his hockey puck of steel around. Yeah, well... Yeah, 1.8 kilos. Have you done any... 1.8 kilos? Have you done any testing yeah. to work out if it's good to make a knife? Like, have you done any heat treat testing or anything like that? Forge no, I haven't testing? done the heat treating. I'm going to I'm gonna cut a slab. I'm going to cut, like, a tiny section from the side, heat treat it, and do hardness testing, and, and then I'll probably try to forge a tiny bit out of it just to see the how it moves under the hammer, but if my calculation is correct, it should have 1.6% carbon, not 1.3, because I made a mistake in there, but yeah. I'm sure it's not cast iron, and the top top section looks nice, dendritic structure, like there's the older, nice pattern from the top, so. Well, we, we wish yes, you well, mate. fingers crossed. Now? Sorry, Tim. You're making me a katana now? Tim, you're fired. <laughs> you, you don't make fucking katana off the wood steel. That's you make it out of the folded steel. Folded fucking folded steel shit. Can't you fold wood steel? Uh yes and no. You don't want to work hot. If you work too hot, it crumbles. And it doesn't move much under the hammer because it's very stiff. Feels like as if you are forging stainless steel. And you can there there um, so what you can do is you can forge weld, then you have to decrease your temperature and just forge it on a low temp like you're do forging your mono steel. But if you forge weld and say, yeah, let me just work hot, while you're working on a welding heat, the whole thing will crumble. Like 52100 does. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you only have to quench this once. <laughs> 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 you fucking idiot. Uh. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Hopefully a few others got that. Uh, if if you haven't got that, if you didn't if you didn't get that, go and read uh, Ed Fowler's site. There's a whole uh, thing there on fifty two on hundred and how to heat trade it. I just just read Kevin Cash's site. Well, read both and then make up your own mind. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. So, Tim, we were talking about your first knife that you made, why you made your first knife, and you weren't really sure about anything like that. What was the first knife that you made? Yeah, come on. Yeah, it might be better if I go get it, but it'll take me a moment. Go. Yeah. This is, this, this Run, is also boy. an audio platform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where do we get the caliber of the guests that we have on well well it was like this it was eight o'clock at night we record at nine and i thought who, who can i get who can i get and i called dimitri and he said no and i called rob herbert and he said no and then i called tim and he said yes yeah. if i knew tim was coming i would have composed a song well that's all right make one up on the fly yeah. <laughs> um it probably also came with the phone call something like Tim, this is your boss. If you're not online in one hour, don't come to work tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do to him in the morning after he's been up till 11. You wait and see. Poor little fuck. Oh, poor little bugger. Yeah. 11 o'clock. I know, right? I know. Mm. Yes. What have you guys been up to? Well, I've, been in, I've spent the last two days in another Standard Australia meeting. And I'm a little bit jack of it. Oh, you lucky bugger. You yeah. lucky bugger. Where'd you go? I, I didn't go anywhere. I did it from a shed. Zoom meeting. Zoom right. meeting. Yeah. We right. were talking, talking he for went, most he, of them. He went all around the ah. world. 
talking yes, for most yes. of the day on flu terminations. So, very interesting. Not at all. Not at all. It's all good. As in, like flu, flu, okay. venting flus. Yeah, I don't or want flu. I don't want. I don't want to talk sick, about it. You're fired. No, not that flu. I. I don't. <laughs> yeah. No, I. You're sick. You're fired. Now that only happens yeah, in America. Yeah, you're mate. talking about. We're talking about. You said flu terminations or whatever it was. It is. It is. And I've been all over. And I've all. Oh, been, sh- I've, sh- 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 he's back. Sh- he's back. So anyway, here's here's our guest. Our guest has returned. His name is Tim Ford. He's now you're not Ford Forged anyway. What are what are you, Tim? I'm just Tim Ford. <laughs> Tim just not just Tim Ford. Don't ever just say just Tim Ford. You are Tim Ford. That's right. I'm I'm Tim Ford. Correct. Yes. And so, hold that not hold the knife up and explain to people. Your first shank. I mean, knife. It's definitely a shank. It is <laughs> a centimeter thick. Um, so did you I'm learn thrilled. from Dom Binkert? I, <laughs> <laughs> I made this well before his his big titan. It was a little, so you oh, said he stole your design. So Dom stole your design. Yeah. This is yeah. This that. is the original titan. Nice. Yeah. Dom Dom Dom's jealous of me because I have the original. Oh, the holes in that I, uh, knife. I forged the in this in beautiful knife. curve. Yeah, we can see that. That, that, mm. that curve that you've got on your knife is and you See that wonderful. distal taper? That's, yeah. that's beautiful. In the, in the last five millimetres. <laughs> <laughs> and the holes, Tim. The holes on your blade appear to be offset towards the top. Yes. Why there are holes in your blade? That's it's how they handle That's the tang, Mert. It's a stick tank. It's the tang. I was going to put a no, handle on it. That's how they make mower blades. <laughs> well, no, this I drilled those holes. I, I stood there with Ooh, my little rare. my little Ryobi hand drill for about ten minutes trying to get through this with a dull drill bit. What what was the Ooh. steel? What's the material? I'm pretty sure it's mild. Right, truly, truly good. Tick that box. <laughs> nice. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> So, Timmy, the... So, uh, for those... Yeah. For those <laughs> no, that... I was about yeah, to say... Go for it. <laughs> I was about to say, for those that can't see the live feed, Tim's held up this banana cutter. It's, it's a like a tanto with an erection. If you're in if you were in prison, if you're in prison working with two two uh, broken bricks and a, and, a, and a bit of old cell bar, you'd be pretty stoked with it, I reckon. Yeah. But... You could you could hone that on the you could hone that on the bars. So Timmy, he's, he's... for for those that don't know you and who think that might be the best that it gets from you, um, <laughs> which would be which would be sad. Uh, <laughs> how many shows? <laughs> how, how many shows have you done in Australia? Um, knife shows. Oh geez. Oh well, that yeah, it's definitely different. <laughs> I think I've done. Almost ten, maybe maybe a little bit more. Okay, and what's your personal counting? personal best for knives sold at a show? Fifteen. Fifteen knives in one show. And mm-hmm. how old were you at the time? I was sixteen. It was a Sydney knife show. Sydney knife show. And where can people see your work? What's your Instagram? So people can go and just it's check just, out what you do. It's just Tim Ford. 
not anything cool what like Tim saying, Ford. Just, just oh, Tim Ford. People are gonna just, start typing just, just Tim Ford. Okay, okay. it's Tim Ford. It's Tim Ford. So I T S T I M Ford. Tim Ford. That's rude, so, Timmy. Not allowed to do that. We've got a we've got a question from a, from one of our listeners, um, Cole Barrett. I'm not sure if you know Cole. He's pretty good in the knife making scene. He's, uh, he's asked like us, can you tell us about your L6 Keyhole Gyoto, Tim? It's a, it's a little secret project I'm working on, but Cole's just blown it. Um, <laughs> um, Cole and I went halves on a, a big, thick bar of L6, and we got it water jet down the, down the middle. And, and that and, uh, is that is actual L six, right? Like proper yes, L six. As, yes. as per the Gamaco bulk buyers page, yes. Yep. And uh, I don't know what he's going to make, but I'm making an L six keyhole Yodo. Big, Sweet. big long one. Uh, big long one. Big long one. All <laughs> oh, right. You're not going to make a katana. I'd make a I katana. Was considering it. Yeah. Yeah, don't no. consider, just do it. Fire. But it's it, it's almost an inch thick, so that sounds. Anyway, let's not go there either. <laughs> Cole also says Tell got the gas appliance stands made publicly available yet. So this is a little reference, guys, and I'm just going to have a rant about this because I do sit on several gas standard committees. I'm going to rant about this because I sit on a committee in which I donate. Uh, weeks of our company's time to uh, to write Australian standards, which are legislated. That means that our laws in most states call on those standards. So here's something that is absolutely stupid. This is this is so stupid you can't believe it. To purchase those standards, you can now buy them off a Chinese company or an American company, and they cost around four hundred dollars or ten times what the what standards Australia. Uh, charge those companies basically to to print them. So um, if you ever want to get in a good business, move overseas and sell Australian standards. There you go. And and you know, tell you you have to have them to comply with the law. So how fucking who's making money out of that? It's not me. I don't know, but I tell you that sounds like a bargain compared to all of the offers that I receive for the details of the people that went to the Sydney Knife Show. Oh, didn't you sign up for that? I, I signed up straight away. I thought, oh, fuck, that'd be great. I... <laughs> considering, we so didn't, little, considering we didn't take bit, any details from anyone. Yeah, a little bit of background about that is uh, the scammers out there, there's scammers out there, they're sending out a message to people saying, we, we'll sell you the details of all the people that went to Sydney Knife Show, you get all their contact details so you can network with these people. It's really great. And we'll offer this to you for $400 and you get to use it forever. And, of course, me being me, um, baited one of those guys uh, for a very long period of time. We were going back and forth. And being the president of the Knife Art Association, I knew that we don't take the details of people and we don't disseminate that information to third parties to then sell it to other people so I had a great fun, you know, sent it to him going, oh, you know, that sounds really good. Can you give me a sample of the data set that you've got? That'd be just good to see. Just do a random selection of 10 of the uh, people there and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll see what the data looks like. And next time he comes back with an excuse of why I couldn't get that data set, 
and then I went back about something else. Can you tell me the name of the third? I said, oh, did you get the details from people registering at the door or did you use a third party provider? And they're like, oh, we used a third party provider. Can you give me the name of that third party provider? Oh, no, that's confidential. So I just kept going back and forth with these people for a long period of time, wasting their time. And it ended up being quite funny in the end when I said, well, I'm the president of the Knife Art Association and basically you're full of shit, so stick it up your ass. It's pretty much... Kind of literally like that too. That's what we need. Yeah. That's what we need. Contacting me in the scam world is kind of bad because, I'm like Mert, we work from home, we work alone, we're locked into our shed for a long time with our company. It's... And when a scam call or a door knocker approaches, it's like... Holy bloody beauty. Jehovah's Witnesses? <laughs> eight, Come on in. No, my favourite my favorite was when the ATO used to, the fake ATO used to ring and leave a message on your answering machine saying, you need to contact us regarding a matter where, you know, we're about to launch criminal prosecution against you for tax evasion or whatever. And I'd ring with the number. With the American accent. With the American yeah. accent. Yeah. It wasn't even Australian and... accent. <laughs> so I'd ring the number and pretend I was in a mad panic about the the, the tax details. And, you know, the guy would say something. I'd go, oh, listen, are you, are you at head office in Canberra? And they go, oh, yes, we're at head office in Canberra. And I'd say, oh, you're on Bushwhacker Street then. And i go, oh, yes, we're on Bushwhacker Street. And then I'd just laugh at him and say, there's no such thing as Bushwhacker Street, you stupid prick. And they'd hang up on me. Then I'd ring them back and ring them back and ring them back and ring them back. And we'd end up getting to these funny arguments. And one of these guys, I have to give credit to this fella. You know, you deal with these telemarketers and they're just all full of shit. And most of them will just hang up on you. And this one guy, um, I turned around and I was like, oh, you scamming motherfucker. You know, fuck you. I've wasted your time. And he goes, oh, yes. I'm a motherfucker. I'm fucking your mother now. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, respect, bro. <laughs> and so then I'm like, but then I was like, oh, you, you sick, perverted fucker. <laughs> My mum died like five years ago. <laughs> that's, re that's repulsive. And so then he starts on this other track. <laughs> and we ended up like just sledging the shit out of each other for a good 10 minutes. And it was the funniest fucking thing. And then they hang up, I ring them back, and the phone was disconnected. And I'm like, you beauty. I've stopped people ringing them. <laughs> anyway, that's that's a short period in the time of me when a telemarketer calls me. I'm lonely. I need people to call me. Except for Matt Snape. Matt, you ring too often. I saw you on there. <laughs> I'll come give you a cuddle soon. No, I'm going to come visit soon. I've been, I've been practicing. My, my cuddles at 1.5 meter social distance cuddles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, safety cuddles. So, what's Cole up to? Cole, Cole legit L6 straight from a bandsaw blade we found on the ground. Cole, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Five six zero one and 1596. Gas installations and storage and handling of LP gas. That's uh, Matt Snape's question. ASA 5601 and AS 1596. Mm. 
No, you can't change legislation. You can only change the standard. Uh, Andrew Smith's asking if you can change the standards legislation being part of a committee. Being part of a committee means you can argue for an hour about the placement of a comma. That's what it means. So there we go. Sweet. That's important. Fuck. Comma. You or fuck you. Two different meanings. Two different meanings, mate. Got to be careful. Yeah. And you don't want those unintended consequences, Mert. What are the unintended consequences? Fuck. You. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, there so, we go. So, Timmy, back to back Tim. to our interview of our guest star for tonight. Guest star. Oh, yeah. Who's that? Oh, sorry, Tim. Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> Timmy, are you going to put this time like as a work time? Are you clock? Are you log? Are you clocked in? Yeah, I'm clocked on. Is it overtime? This is double time. Oh, fuck yeah, double time. Double time. Karen's paying for the milk. Uh, no. No, he's oh. not. No. Yeah. You know what? No, Gamaco. Gamaco. That's, that's um, Oh, Gamaco's paying for the milk. Yeah. I'll put it on yeah. the company card. No, I'll pour you another glass. You can take it home at work tomorrow. <laughs> I'll get. I'll reimburse Fantastic. you some milk. The only, comp- the only company card you've got is the Joker out of the pack. <laughs> yeah, well, probably. If you've got a... If you've got a company card, next time I come up, you're taking me for lunch. Have you got a company card? Timmy's got a company card. Otherwise, he couldn't drive the truck. Yeah, yeah. Timmy's got a company card. Well, let's go. Let's go for lunch when I come up, Tim. Let's nah, talk. I get know, them. I get them all. Amex net, cards. They don't work anyway. So they don't work anyway. <laughs> Fucking useless. They can't spend seventy-four percent commission. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I get the points. Whatever. <laughs> so anyway, you'll get asked him. You'll get asked him a question. I was. Wasn't get I? on with it. Uh, I um, was I? <laughs> What's our question? Yeah. Oh, so you made that knife. Yeah. That was your first knife. It's very good. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit rusty, and and maybe the handle could be a little bit better. Just putting that out there. So so yeah. how did you progress from from you know that first attempt to mm. Timmy selling fifteen knives at one show and, um, and being interviewed well, well, on Knife Talk? Like the biggest, the biggest knife podcast in the world. Oh my god, I'm overwhelmed by that. I know. Um, well, after after making this uh, shame, trust me. Um, my my parents were pretty keen to get me off it, so they sent me to Thawa during the middle of summer, um, and thinking I that told, it'd be. I told they co- I told they called the police on you or. <laughs> No. They were pretty keen. They were pretty keen to get him off the meth, which is why yeah. they sent him away. <clears throat> uh, so they sent me a thawa, um, and it was like fifty degrees in the shed or something crazy with the forge going. Um, but I loved it, and um, and so Rim sort of took me a little under his wing and and taught me a bunch. I went and did um, some internships there and and sort of learn off him and the guys down there. So, yeah. So, there you go. And so, how long were you at Thawa for? Um, the first was just a week, um, and that was just like a work experience sort of thing. And then I did a month-long sort of internship with them. So, that was at, that. Um, was that at, uh, at their, just the original Thawa workshop before Kappa? No, I sort of helped set up Thawa in a bit bit of a sense. I'd make or the Kappa. picture of it and everything. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. 
Righto. Yeah. Jeez, it doesn't feel like that long ago, but I suppose it was that they got that. No. So Cuppers, their um, their big forge. They they've got a property several places down, and uh, now they've got two properties, sort of not next door neighbours, but pretty close. Eh. So for the listeners out there that don't know Thawa Valley Forge. So then, um, so you've started making knives then, and then you've gone home and set yourself up. What was your first pieces of equipment that you bought after after your break drum forge? Um. Well, Karim set me up with a forge, um, and so that was the first big tool that I got. And then after that, um, I managed to to get a small commission of uh, steak knives, and I used that to help pay for the, the noob grinder that I got originally. My parents helped me a little out with that, and I slowly paid them off um, after selling a bunch of knives. Well, so you should have helped. Your, your old man should have got like a forty percent commission. Yeah, he always had to hang around. He had to be next to you for the entire day, every day at those shows he was at. Poor bloke. Like you disappear, I come past your table, you'd be nowhere. There's your dad <laughs> selling your knives. Oh yeah, these are made by my son, and everyone's like looking at him, going, "Yeah, your son made these knives. Your, nice one, old your man. Son made them." Yeah, I talked to your dad at length. I talked to your dad at length about knife making. He didn't know. He didn't know anything. What you did? He's like, don't talk to you. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's just reading a book. I'm like, don't read a book. You got to talk to your customers. He's like, they're not my customers. They're his customers. Yeah, good on him too. Set you straight, boy. Didn't he? (laughs) Made a worker out of you. Yeah, oh, well. <laughs> so what was your first... That's funny. What was the first knife you owned, Tim? What was the first one you owned? That I owned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A plastic you get... picnic knife. Yeah, yeah. The first one that you owned. Or wouldn't mum and dad buy you one? That's why you made one. That's 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 pretty much it. I mean, I, I grew up in Newtown, so in a city, Sydney boy. Um, and then... Just never, I've never carried. I still don't carry. Um, just remember just all the kids knives. listening to this. Um, if your parents don't get you any knife you want, that means they don't love you. Just remember that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to make your own. Look yeah. at Mert. Mert's going off. <laughs> how, many knives, how many knives have you given your kids, Mert? Uh, my... I made two. I made three swords for my son. No, and my daughter sword. has you a, want a medal. Yeah, my daughter has a knife that she uses. She has like a, and she's been asking for like her custom knife every day. Well, yeah, Mert, your son's got three swords, and your daughter's only got one little knife. Yeah, Mate. she's asking for a sword too, but what's that say she's... about you as a father, Mert? Yeah, the student, the student that I had last week, Dan, Daniel. <laughs> He, one of the knives that he made was was a small chef knife for his nine-year-old son, and he was going to teach his nine-year-old son about using a knife because he's a butcher by trade and his dad was a chef, and they they were yeah, going to nice. both going to teach his dad uh, teach his nine-year-old boy how to use a knife safely and respect a knife and look after it, and we made the real like it was a really nice special knife. It was pretty cool, and. Daniel got home and he sent me a message straight away just saying that his son was just absolutely gobsmacked. He was blown away by this awesome knife that he'd made him. And I thought that was so cool that 
he was thinking of his nine-year-old son and getting him into the kitchen to help, you know, enthusiastic to help, you know, learn how to prepare dinner and and have his own knife. That was and how do you go? How do you go cutting up the food with a dagger? Well, it was it was more like a <coughs> mower blade shank, like Tim, <laughs> out of mild steel. Actually, no, it wasn't. It was a beautiful knife because he made it on my course. Yes, no, it was lovely. It's two and a half mil, two and a half mil forged carbon steel, kind of light, about seven inches long, nice utility knife, and we made it not too small handle, so that he, with a view of him, you know, growing into and using this knife for the rest of his life, hopefully. So it was pretty cool. Always Having fun. that experience is quite good. So you got a question for Timmy, Kev? No, not really. No, I do. <laughs> what? What? Uh, give us, give us a like a two-second rundown, maybe a little longer if you've got the time, uh, of what's in Tim Ford's workshop. What tools do um, you have? So I've got my 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 new grinder, or now the the forty-eight shot mate. Um, I recently got a, a Paragon kill. That's been pretty good. Um, Where'd you get that from? I've got my... Oh, just, just a place called Gamaco, I think. Yeah, was that on a group buy? That was um, not on a group buy, but <laughs> I would have got a better price to join the group buy. <laughs> hey, there's a group buy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you've got you've got a... Shopmate 48, or uh, you've actually got a noob because they were the noob then. Mm. You've got a noob and you've got a Paragon kill. I've also got a Ryobi drill press. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Don't knock Ryobi drill presses. And I've got a heap of my grandfather's old tools and workbench, um, which is really nice to use. And then there's the, the forge. That, that's that's, that's it. pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. right. What, anvil, what anvil do you use? Um, I picked up one from just a scrapyard. Um, nice. I think it's like a 45. Not really sure. It's, it, it says it's made in Melbourne. So, Right. Well, speaking of anvils made in Melbourne, Gamaco has got some nice anvils, haven't they, at the moment? Not made in Melbourne, but no, they no, were no, we got sourced by a fella that lives in Melbourne. Yeah, Bruce Beamish's anvils. Yeah, we got a few left. I don't think we got that yeah. many left at the moment. I think we're down to our last few, and I'm not getting any more. So jump on them quick. Jump yeah. in if you need an anvil. How they're many we got left? No, Tim, probably five. Or six, <laughs> I think no, we've got. I think we've got four or five left. Yeah, that'll be that then. So jump on them. Well, jump on them if you like. You're not going to break them. Uh, Sausage man no. can swing on them, of course. Timmy, uh, Andrew's asking, what's happening in your YouTube channel at the moment? Because you look a little um, bit like a famous knife-making YouTuber. Hey, he started young. <laughs> he started young. Another one. Another one. I'm a bit late. Um, I should have another video out soon. I've been focused on my diploma, so I haven't really been working too hard on that. But If you become YouTube famous, you won't need that diploma, Timmy. Yeah. yeah, or you will need that. I can't work at Gamaco. <laughs> You're going to come and work at Gamaco? That'll be the day. For, I've seen you come in every free. day. <laughs> yeah. You sit down, there's a, there's a seat, like a desk with your name on there, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, a little, nice little plaque says dickhead, and uh, that's, that's it. 
That's not true. That's not true. You sit next to, funny next thing to Cole, is, so you you must have something going for you. That when Tim sends me an email, I look at it and it's sent from dickhead at gamaco.com <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, that must be from Tim. Uh, you know it. We know it. Yeah. So that's a pretty that's that's actually a pretty basic workshop setup, Tim. What sort mm-hmm. of space are we looking at? Like what what's your workshop size? Have you just told your dad not to park the car in the garage and then you've taken over it? Is that the case? Um, I can see the well, smile on your face. I know that's true. We've talked to dad. <laughs> yeah, he wants single, his garage space back. He does. He does. It's a single car asbestos garage. Um, but it doesn't actually really fit any sizable car. It only fits really small cars. So... And so to, can, to, to all the, the Americans out there who are just hitting the 15 seconds back just to see if you said the word asbestos, yes, we make cars, uh, sorry, garages, <laughs> houses, pretty much everything out of asbestos down here. We're kind of a little bit unique that way. But, you know, it works for us. It's cheap. No one wants it. So, anyway, keep going. I'm still alive. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, just- Hold, hold your breath for long periods of time. Just don't cut yourself, cut yourself a line when it, you know, it's not a good put, thing. Put your T-shirt over your nose so you don't breathe the asbestos in. That's safe. Yeah, yeah that's it. Nah, I've got a special mask. A special so, Tim, we bet a Batman mask. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel young. Yeah. What? <laughs> so, how long have you been with Gamaco, Timmy? You, you started with Gamaco, what, uh, 18 months ago, I suppose? Oh, no, that's... It would have been longer than that, wouldn't it? No, it's about that. It'd be about wow. That. It was okay. after after Christmas one year, a couple of years. Yeah, ago. yeah, better. I remember months. my first. I remember my first visit up to Gamaco after Tim had been employed there, and I went out the back as I normally do to go and filter through the shop and pick out what I need. And I, I look across, and there's Tim smiling, and I'm like. Holy shit! What the fuck? Well, he, he started out the back. He was a he was in the yeah, store that's what packing I mean. he was boxes. Yeah, wearing his high vis. He, he was wearing his high vis, packing packing orders. He was doing a good job. Yeah. And now, moved, what is what's, moved... what's your role now, mate? Where where are you at now in Gamaco? Um, I'm now in sales and marketing. Jesus, you should get a diploma in business to do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea, Tim. Why don't you get yourself a get yourself a qualification? Oh, I, I should, shouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he's working well, He's working towards it. He's doing a What's great the... job there. Was that you, man? Answer Kayla's, answer Kayla's question. Kayla's question. Kayla's saying, you're talking to someone, all the fuckers in the shed. Tim, what's the next big purchase? What's the big next uh, equipment purchase for you? So let's say Corin decided that Corin felt Jen sold a sudden and he made you like fucking big increase in your pay, and then you're like, okay, that's never gonna happen. How about to buy something? What are you buying? What's your next big tool purchase? Um, a, a real drill press. But that's that's about you it. You can drill I'm, like a real man. Yeah, yeah, I, I like to <laughs> drill like a real man. <laughs> I want a wall down. So you can you can push it and see it goes through like yeah. <laughs> Have you spoken to Maddie McVicker about a wall down yet? I will hassle him about it soon. You got to, yeah. The best thing you're going to get. We speak about him every week. We've probably driven the price up, unaffordable, but 
Still good. <laughs> Still that's good. Right, I've got a big yeah, yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. And you'll need it to get a wall down. <laughs> yeah. Mine wasn't cheap. One of them was, but the other one, not so much. Yeah. So, uh, my, my wall down was cheap. My wall down was cheap, and I got it from Matt McVicker. Yeah, he finds them. Did I, did I miss something in the last conversation? I stepped away for a little while. So did Mert. They clearly Nothing weren't interested. Yeah, Mert's disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> so if you scroll down, Corin, um, Anthony Anthony Kittles chimed in, as he usually does. Yeah, I put that up already. And uh, old, old mate Anthony. With the little chubby. Yeah. <laughs> what he's referring to is the the latest little knife that I made. For a customer mm. which which is actually called the chubby mofo skinner wow not, i was going to say the, it's a pious skinner it's the chubby mofo skinner see the design of it is that you can sit your finger up there and then your thumb goes in the little scalloped bit there and then the handle doesn't get in the way of the back there so it's pretty cool knife when I was making it, I was actually thinking, why the hell am I making this knife? It's so far removed from what I want to make. It's not funny. And then as it progressed, and I was, I was doing it today using this as my sort of demo for parts of my class. And as it progressed today, I was like, I kind of fucking like that. <laughs> and my student, my student's like, if the dude doesn't want to buy that knife, I'll buy it off you because it's really fucking cool. And I'm like, if the dude doesn't want to buy this knife, I'm fucking keeping it. So does your little so chubby does your little chubby feel nice in your hand? Oh, it's so smooth, so comfy. Yeah, you know, the best part of the little chubby is it doesn't quite reach right across the whole of my palm. So doesn't it slip out of your hand then? No, it can give it quite quite a tight grip. White depends on how up. much hand cream he uses, Timmy. <laughs> It's the white knuckle fever, isn't that what we were talking about before? That's it. That's it. Hey, Kev, have you made your kids a knife? Andrew Smith says, hey, have you guys made knives for your kids, to me and you? I don't. No, my son's 18. I can't trust him with a knife. <laughs> so I've made knives with all of my kids. Um, and uh, one of them has one of my knives. And um, it's probably time I sort of thought about the others, actually. Anyway, my son right. made a knife. My my son has made a knife, but I have not made my son a knife. Right. Um. I'll make. Here's the deal, right? When my son was twelve, so he's eighteen now. When my son was twelve, I said, "Son, when you clean your bedroom, I'll make you a knife." Now I'm still waiting. I'm sure one day. <laughs> I'm sure one day I'll get to make him a knife. <laughs> he might move out. He may have moved out to his own house and be living in his own with his own family by then, but I'll make him a knife. And I'm, I told him it's not if your girlfriend or your wife cleans your room for you either. So if I clean my room, will you make me a knife? Maybe. I'll have oh. to talk. I'll have to talk to your dad and make sure that he can verify that you've cleaned your room <laughs> up to an adequate standard, not just stuffed everything under your bed. That doesn't count. No, that's oh. just hiding the rubbish. You need to clean the rubbish, Tim. What if I put it in a drawer? Like everything Fold, is... Folded. What's folding? 
I don't know how it folds down. I thought we I thought we were already disclosed this. I yeah. just throw my clothes on the floor and they appear in, in cupboards. Isn't that how it works? It's the magic floor. It's the magic floor. It works like that. <laughs> Mind you, Karen, you and I are both dead later if our wife hear this. Ah, uh, she's never gonna listen. I told you that many, many times, mate. If I wanna say anything I, in to... public, I'm gonna say it here, it's as good as fucking it's good as anything. She will I've, never listen to I've this. I've got a yeah, no, I've got a slight chance because she thinks I speak that much shit normally. She's probably less likely to listen to it in a recording. <laughs> Quite possibly. A bit. Yeah. All right. All right, Tim. So, so Tim, if you clean, if you, if you, this is hypothetically, if you cleaned your room and, and were to get a knife made for you, what sort of knife would you like to have made for you? If you could get your, like, what's, what's a grail style of knife that you would like if you had the choice of it? Um, I want a really nice kitchen knife made by someone else. You want a really nice what? Kitchen knife. Kitchen knife. Because I like the knives that I've made, and I I use them occasionally. Um, but it's nice to to appreciate other people's work who make the same sort of thing that you do, but um, differently. Or more better. Or better. Or definitely better. No, I definitely, definitely I, better. I say or, that or in the nicest possible way. I buy knives I buy knives from people um, from time to time and I've got a little bit of a collection going there and I definitely um, I definitely like to get knives where I don't think I can make a knife of that standard. That's what I like to that's what I look for. I look at them and say, Oh I don't think I could make that knife, so I'll buy that knife. Like the um, beautiful Will Morrison knife here. Yeah, right. I didn't. I didn't buy it. I won it. Oh, really? At the Melbourne AKG knife show, I bought oh, a yeah. raffle ticket, and I won one of Will Morrison's rigged uh, little hunters. Yeah, and I And I have to say, yeah, it wasn't rigged because I had so many people <laughs> saying that that it was funny. Sucko, haha! I won, you didn't. Anyway, I got one of uh, Will Morrison's hunters. It's a beautiful thing. Like it, it you know, he's a, he's a, he is a class act. He makes some really really nice blades. So I didn't have to buy it. I won it. It cost me like two bucks. Suck on that. But that's definitely one that uh, sits in the happy collection there. And I also got one from Paul Aristan, one of his little beauties. And I've got a. Uh, folding knife that I bought. See, I'm in my study, so I've got all these things handy. I bought this Mountain Man folder, which is antler, and it's got a forged spring on the back, and you know, it's it's like spring loaded. It's a really cool, like really rudimentary, basic sort of knife, but the concept of it, it was just so cool that that was at Adelaide Knife Show, and I went up to the guy. <clears throat> and who, I said, "Look, saw it. I can't remember the maker's name. Let me see if it's up on this little block that I've got here. No, I can't. I can't make out his little maker's mark. It's just an Australian uh, icon. But the maker was—he makes a lot of these sort of fairly rustic sort of blades. He was in Adelaide show, and I went past, and I'd had a look at this little black and white PDF booklet on how to make one of these, and I started making one." And I have to admit, my skills at forging were not really adequate at that stage. 
for the springs and everything. And I saw this knife and I was like, man, that's so awesome. I've been looking at making one of those. I've never, never thought anyone else would make them. And he was really happy about it. And I said, oh, how much do you want for that? And he sort of paused for a second and then went, uh, $300. And I went, oh, yeah, cool, no worries. And then I turned and took like two steps away and then had that thought like, fuck, I'm never going to see another one of these again. So I turned around and went, all right, I'll take it. And his wife looked at this guy and they gave his wife and the guy exchanged glances. And I went, oh, what, is everything okay? And she goes, the, the wife goes, uh, it's actually his personal knife. And he just threw a figure out there, not thinking that you would buy it. <laughs> and I went, oh, okay, well, that's all right. No, in that case, hang on to it. And he went, no, no, no. I put the offer out there and you accepted it. If you want the knife, you can buy it off me. And I thought, what a cool marketing scheme that is. Like, what a scam. He, he had me hook, line and sinker. And then he's probably picked up another one and put it on. No, nah, I actually bought it with his personal knife. And it takes pride of praise place in my, my little study shelf here. But you know what I've sucks about that? Written. You know what sucks about that? What's that? You've got the story. You've got everything. You've got the knife. But the dude didn't put, was. The guy didn't put his name on his blade. And that's why Ford no, Forged versus Tim Forge on a blade makes more sense. Well, and people have noticed recently with my, especially with my kitchen knives, my kitchen knives now have my laser etched signature and custom knives underneath it. So I have that out there. My hunting knives with my K logo are reasonably well noticed around the world. So like most people will be able to find that, but I'm also looking at putting my name on the back of those, etching it on the, the other side or something. But Tim and I actually had a bit of a discussion. He, he did contact me regarding branding and stuff. And we had a good conversation about that very thing, which was um, continue with Ford Forged or go with Tim Ford. And I was one of the people that Tim contacted that said, you know what, if you want to switch, switch to Tim Ford because having your name on your product is a very valuable thing. And it was good to see that he went with that. Not my only is my advice, but others as well. And what if he did Stockholm move, you know? Tim Forge. Ford Forge. Yeah. yeah. Ford, Ford stock removal was not yeah. really adequate. <laughs> yeah. So we've Ford, got I message. just bought the fucking blanks. Ford, I bought the blanks of eBay, you know? We yeah. The, yeah. You know. Damascus yeah. knife blanks. Yeah, that's where all my stuff comes from. Yeah, yeah. Jim, what's oh, your preferred fuck. what's your preferred finish on a blade? A uh, nice six hundred grit satin finish. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So when are you going to do a nice one? Oh, oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> so now that you've told us what you like buying from people, what what finish do you put on your blade? So, <laughs> oh, you know, one twenty, you know, multi-directional. <laughs> yeah. Still got some grind lines in it. J J hooks, plenty of J hooks. Um, yeah. Carnage Creations. With, Paul Fontanini says, with, with, "Go, Jeff." I was going to say, with Tim's, this need to put this in here because. We initially thought that Tim was signing his knives and his name was Jay Hooks. Oh. 
Jay Hook's Tim, what's, Tim, what's your, what's your favourite handle material? Tim's gone. He's lost him. Oh, he's back. Tim, what's your favourite handle material? Other than maple burl. Uh, <laughs> other than dyed maple burl. <laughs> I've, I've, I've refined my taste a little bit more, man. What do you use now? Mostly African blackwood. Oh. oh, African blackwood. Where are you illegally acquiring that from? Um, nah, tell us this. Tell, yeah, tell us this offline. Ford Paul Fontanini says, speaking of raffles, why doesn't the KA run a mega size raffle with power hammer or press as press as first prize? The simple reason is because of the f- stupid raffle laws in most states of Australia. Because a lot of people run private raffles, and that's illegal in just about every state in Australia. Because we follow the rules and the laws, and we have to, um, the uh, uh, we're limited to a $5,000 maximum prize, uh, or else we have to meet a whole lot of bunch of other criteria in a bunch of states. So we're just running five five thousand yeah. $5,000 total prize package. Yeah. That's right, total, total prize package. Oh, not just once. Yeah. Not just first prize, not just second prize. And that's, that's not going to get you a we... power hammer or a press. Yeah. But shit, that would be fun yeah. if we could do it. That'd be good. Maybe we should sell half a power hammer. Raffle yeah, half. Raffle, raffle. And then we could raffle yeah, the raffle. other half, and then the person who won the first half yeah. be like buying all <laughs> the tickets see. going, shit, I need the other half. Yeah. That'd be good. So, so Paul... You got to admit, I reckon you've got to admit that the Knife Art Association, in terms of the raffles we're running and what we're doing in this time where we can't have uh, big gatherings and all that sort of stuff, the raffles we're running have to go, gain the Knife Art Association some decent street cred because they're pretty fucking cool. Yeah, stay tuned. More coming. Stay tuned. More coming. Let's just say that the, the, we're, we're trying to, with taking into account, like we said, we've got limitations on what we can do financially to abide by the regulations that we need to we're pushing the limits we are pushing the limits in what we can do with that the other side of it is we're also still continuing to support local makers around australia and we'll be offering raffles to win prizes from local makers because we still think that that is also something that's absolutely necessary to do within the industry as well spill over carry on Jay, Bill over, carry on. Jay Cross, uh, Gino's got a question. You can ask that one. But Jay Cross says, why don't we sell raffle the shipping of the power hammer and just throw the power hammer in? You know? So we're raffling the shipping of the power hammer and we just, the power hammer comes with the shipping. It's just a sad fact of life. We're not raffling the power hammer though. Could, could happen. Yeah. Could happen, maybe. Yeah. yeah. We, need to, we need to find a reasonable vendor to give us shipping at $5,000 or less. <laughs> so, yeah, what was uh, that no question that I had up a second ago? Dino said, what's Dino. the most one of your knives has sold for, Timmy? What's the most expensive blade you've sold? Do you, one and a half dollars? Whoa, shit. Yeah. How much? One and a half thousand. You sold a knife for one and a half thousand dollars. How old are you again? Fifteen. Fucking hell, that's some serious pocket money. He's 11. He's 11 now 11. after he had a shave Yeah, with a safety razor. Well, now he's got rid of his little Amish beard. Sorry, Timmy, but that was pretty funny. <laughs> it was it a was chin strap. It was it a was chin strap. 
Dude, it was grotesque, honestly. My beard a couple of years ago was vulgar. Yours was grotesque. Wow. There's some good videos of me with it. So, so oh, I'm sure there are. Had it. Yeah. Did Tim had a beard? Hang on a second. What did I miss? Timmy used to have a little Amish beard. He just needed the big black hat. It would have been just the, the tits. It, it, it uh, kind of looked like Tim's sweat, dirty sweat, down his side of his cheek, and it went round and connected with his chin, this little dark line on either side of his head. So here's, uh, here's Cole. Cole says, has Tim ever made a real knife or just kitchen knives? Yeah, yes, Cole. Yes, Cole. And you've seen them. You bastard. Yeah, yeah. Please, go. Tim. Please, Tim, tell us about these said knives that you've made. Said knives. Um, <clears throat> I've made a few Bowie knives now, or Bowie knives. Bowie. Bowie. Bowie knives. Henning, Henning says they're called Bowie knives, so you listen to Henning. Okay. Hey, here's you, one Henning. from Troy. Here's one from Troy Hagerman. This comedy channel sucks. When are you going to say something funny? Hey, Troy, how did you go in that uh, forged knife competition? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Piss off, Wombat. <laughs> he's going to go and cry himself to sleep now. Anyway, there we go. Oh, he's already crying. He is, man. You fucking bastards. Yeah, no. Not from laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I have photos, but I can't share it from Jamie Bishop. No idea what that's Jamie, about. we're talking about... <laughs> excuse me, Jamie, please keep it clean. This is a family channel. And what you do in your own time is your own time, all right? Don't share what happens outside of school, please. It's just wrong. Second, because What's... I thought the first place. Because I thought what? the first place. That's pretty funny, dude. I'm going with it. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Troy. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with it, man. Yeah. Just don't bring up that stupid hammer that he can lift over his head, please. He'll oh, never shut up. Thor's hammer. <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know, should I tell him? <laughs> yeah, tell him. Okay, so every, every live show want... where the angry wombat comes along, he brings his hammer. And the trick is you've got to pick his hammer up and hold it over your head with one hand. If you do that, he gives you a T-shirt. I have seen many children nearly killed by this hammer coming down. <laughs> when some very strong-looking people fail to get it. There, there was no fucking OHS. No, there was OHS. no fucking OHS with that shit. <laughs> so it's um, thirty-two kilo. I think it's thirty-two kilos. And it's forged out of a single forged. block of unobtainium that they yeah, they stole from a scrap bin. <laughs> The steel is actually worth about seven hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars. Apparently, oh, it's... like it's. But it's got nickel. the smallest, it's got the smallest, shittiest freaking handle on it. And like you're saying, that's the funny thing. At Iron Fest, I was actually reeling back a couple of times because parents were letting their kids go and try and pick this thing up. And they'd get it just above their toe height and then drop it. And you're just waiting for the screams. Yeah, well, there wouldn't be a scream. And, uh, It'd just be like a wet splat. <laughs> yeah. And then that silent kid scream where they, they sort of just... Oh open their mouth and close their eyes and no noise comes out, but it's just pure violence. So Troy's saying he came second because he taught the guy that came first. What did you teach him? How to actually forge a knife? How to beat him. How to beat him. How to beat him. Yeah, that'll <laughs> teach you to teach people, Troy. Yeah, don't teach him. 
Yeah. Oh shit! What am I saying? If you want to do a course <laughs> with Troy Boy, uh, you can. <laughs> you can do them at every. Um, so Timmy, who are your biggest influences and mentors, uh, and how did you meet them? How did you approach them, and how's their your relationship with them, not in a gay way, helped you? Not including us three. Oh, I was hoping he was going to say me. Well, that would have been a raise right there. <laughs> I mean, I was only going to include two of you. One of you is a bit of a dickhead, but... Well, should um, can hear us, all right? But... Oh, I guess you found out. <laughs> Biggest influences. Um, apart from you guys, it would definitely be Karim, um, who's always been a big mentor and sort of um, taught me a lot of what I know. Um, so that's Kareem Haddad. Guys, look him up. Thawa yes. Valley Forge. Um, and then there's the the kitchen knife guys. So Chad and Chad and um, well, Murd and all of, all of those guys. And they've been guys who I've really looked up to. Um, and I sort of aspired to make stuff like them to the quality like them um, and still striving for that and will continue to. Um, but yeah, apart, apart from that, they're, they're, that's, that's probably the, the two biggest groups. So these days you're a part-time maker. You've always been part-time, I gather, because otherwise you're at <clears> school. Um, ah. We heard from different stories about Tim supposedly supposed to being at school, but tending to make more knives than attending school. Oh, we all did that. It sure. could be rumour, but I believe there was a little bit of truth to that. I mean, I dropped out. <laughs> but look at you now. You've got a business diploma and you're going to go ahead and get a degree. And you've yeah. got a YouTube channel. And how many followers? How many like subs? 200. 200. So get on there, Not guys, much. and you can double his numbers. If you get on there now, look up Tim Ford's YouTube channel. You can literally oh, make a difference Karen, in the world. You're funny. What? Because you just, he's got 200 subscribers. Yeah. And you're saying to Shit. our listener base of 100, get on there and you can double his numbers. You need to do a degree in mathematics because <laughs> that's not doubling, it's an increase of 50%. At maximum capacity of our listener group base oh. of 100, far out. No, that's, that's, and, and most of them are See, Maybe you should put the good word for us. Maybe you should say, hey, guys, <clears throat> well, thanks for joining to my channel. And maybe you should look at knife <laughs> making well, down on their podcast. <laughs> maybe he should do that career. Uh, <laughs> 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 maybe he should do that, Mert, because... The majority of the places that I see Tim's YouTube videos happens to be on the knife making down under page. I don't know the what knife, you're talking about. The knife making down under page yeah. appears to be an what's, avenue what's for about? Tim Ford's YouTube channel. Please explain, what? Tim. Yeah. Um, the, the obviously you're down obviously is... you're yeah obviously you're shooting for a highly intelligent, <laughs> well diverse group of people. To watch yep. your videos if you're coming through the knife making down under page because that's our the audience quality. the the cream of the crop that's, that's what i want a team the a team yeah. that's where all the yeah. ad revenue comes from you know 
Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I know what ads we're getting for that. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. So you, uh, have, you got so, your, have you got your books open, Tim, or are you taking custom orders or do you just make what you want these days? Um, my books are currently closed. Um, I think I have one or two orders that I'm way late on. Um, sort your shit out. I, you should be I much prefer just now. making. Well, yeah, should be. I, I just prefer making what I make, and if people like it, they can they can say, "Hey, I want that," or I can just sit on my on my bench for forever. Yeah. No, fair I, enough. So, Tim, it's funny thing with like you'd probably Tim like the most of us in the knife making game that attend shows regularly. Mm. I would imagine that if you're making the knives that you want to make just for the fun of making them, that you'd walk into your area where you store your knives and probably look at your shelf and go, shit, I have enough knives for the next fucking 18 knife shows because there's no been no knife shows for a reasonable period of time. And that volume just starts to build up. I've noticed that, like, I, I in my courses, I do demo knives and all the rest of it, and then I go and finish those off, and then I end up with these knives that I finish off, and I'm very slack with my marketing, so I don't put them on my website as an available knife, and they just sit there. And then I go into my study, and I look at it, and I go, shit, there's no room on that shelf because it's full of knives. Maybe I should actually update my website. But maybe, maybe I so. think Maybe so. Oh, yeah, selling's. <laughs> Making them is a fun part. Selling them is a pain in the ass, really. Yeah. Getting in the post office and post things out. But it's funny because I think that when the, when we have the first knife show back, whenever that is, um, everyone's going to be buying two tables because we're all going to have like 175 knives each. We need to socially distance. <clears throat> so that extra table space is great. Well, we'd, social, we'd socially distance from you regardless, but <laughs> you're right. We're going to chip in and buy oh. you a mask. We're going to buy you a mask. Timmy's, it might resemble a Timmy's, full-covered double doona to stick over your head. Timmy's allowed, Timmy's, allowed in the, <laughs> Timmy's allowed in the bar area now because he's overage, but um, hey. after knife camp, he's not allowed in the bar area. <laughs> hey, what Did happens Tim, at knife camp stays at knife camp. When, yes. Now, I'm not sure after your last few experiences of consuming alcohol, obviously not because you're drinking milk, <laughs> like, but, but do you find when you're clean shaven like you are now that even if you show ID at Dan Murphy's, they still don't sell you alcohol? Um, I I don't actually get ID'd very often for some reason. My yeah, but you're supposed to look like you're loose. 25. Well, or the Amish, like the Amish beard. Dan they knows, just assumed Dan he was buying for pants. He has a note. Please allow my son to buy me this cask of red wine. <laughs> Sweet vermouth. <laughs> oh. so, uh, that's so kind of funny. Tell us, tell us, Timmy, what are your pet peeves, mate? What pisses you off about the knife industry or the people in it? <clears throat> Or knives in general, or knives that other people make, or anything. What's your pet peeves? Road makers, dickheads. <laughs> I have this. I have this terrible boss for one. But apart from that, uh... that's on video. 
He's a real yeah. cabbage. He's a real But, um... <laughs> You're so fucking fine, dude. <laughs> he can't fire me. What? I'm too valuable. I run the social media. Yeah, said everybody, that's not going to be there next week. They can't fire me. <laughs> he can't fire me. Yeah. Yeah, they can't replace me. Yeah. <laughs> so when you said that you run Gamaco's social media, how, how is your personal knife-making videos and YouTube channels Gamaco's social media? Just a question. It's not. Uh, another one. <laughs> no, i got a serious love- question, Tim. Just, just ignore that. Oh, shut so, up. You- shut it. <laughs> you said few makers, including me, saying that you were looking up, and it's easy when you're starting as a young knife maker and you start making knives that you get inspired. But how difficult is to start creating your own style? Um, it's I find it's near impossible nowadays, um, because knife making has been around. <laughs> so long that anything new under the sun that you've ever thought of has already been made. Um, and especially now when you're, you know, scrolling through social media and, you know, looking at all these photos, you're unintentionally taking on all these ideas. Um, and so you just subconsciously make knives that other people have made. I can't believe um, the chubby mofo so- Skinner. Can't believe you scroll. chubby mofo Skinner. Yeah, that's, I don't think anyone's favorite. ever made that before, Kev. <laughs> no, <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that he scrolls through social media and looks at knives. I scroll through and look at twerking and yeah. pole dancing, but anyway, that's just me, I guess. And 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 tattooed women and yeah, cool yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Motorbikes. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, oh really. fuck! <laughs> not not the fuck up the thing, but man. The other day, I was on Instagram. My four-year-old son saw a lady in a at a, a swim swimwear that it wasn't covering much, and he said, "Daddy, she has boobies." <laughs> <laughs> he's four. You've taught you've done well. Yeah, you've done well. He doesn't need a knife. Yeah. He's he's learned everything he needs to learn. He's a real Go man. Back to, yeah, he's <laughs> and he, he had three swords already. Fuck! I wish I could be like him. <laughs> Yeah, he's got three. You've tried to make one. Nearly killed yourself in the process of for, uh, casting a guard for your sword. But keep going. Yeah. It's good. Uh, Matt, did you ask anyway, me that you question going because a fair few years ago you told me to make my own style and you you, you really was like, Tim, you got you to stop now. <laughs> no, no, because since then, since then you... So the conversation we had was, this knife looks like it's clearly made in this place. This knife looks like you got inspiration from this maker. Mm. I want you to see making your own knives. That mm. was yeah. exactly what Break I said. Break free, you man. Break free. You say you want to make what but, you want to make, but you're not making what you want to make. You're making what's prescribed. Make what you want to make. No, I, I, won't, I won't go on length to say that, but I'm sure... When you look at your, I'm sure when you look at Instagram, you can tell like knife is made by you. But mm. how did that process happen? I'm not saying because we had the conversation, but 
I'm sure at one point you realize, okay, Tim, you need to come up with the, you need to also do what you want to do versus what's been asked from you. I think that just develops over time, just what you make, and it just leeches in your style, leeches in. I mean, I didn't ever, I've, I've never designed the knife, and I should, um, but I usually never have a fully formed plan of a of a knife. I sort of just get too keen and jump in without really sort of thinking about it, unless it's a custom order, in which I'll go through the design with the customer. Um, and so everything is sort of just comes out naturally with the way I make um, and the, the tools that I have and the way that I use those tools sort of develop that style over time. Well, my quick next question was going to be, what do you need to improve in your knife making? Uh, but I know the answer now. There you go. You've got to stop doing that. You've got to start design. working to a plan. Planning. Design. Yeah, plan. start doing design. Yeah. Seriously. Do you know planning. what? Do you know what I know, French, I know that. Yeah. Do you know what French curves event. are? Hmm? Do you know what French curves are? I've got yes, them on I Instagram too. I'll find her. Just wait. Do you know? Do you know what? A, do you know what a ruler is and a pencil? Yes. You don't need ruler grit paper. Ven- ruler is like when you look down and measure. That's. <laughs> so that's, that's two centimeters, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, That's the only sword Mert needs. Oh, dear. <laughs> Swayhand. So- Mate, I'm just looking at French curves on Instagram and there's not a ruler or a curve on... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, never mind. We know what the, hash... we know the hashtag. The... Yeah. Swipe left, yes, Ooh. no, whatever it is. Mm. Swipe up to see the <clears throat> private content. So what? What's Andrew Smith's posted up a question. Read it out to us, Tim. Can you see that? I, I can't read it. Finish high school. Yeah, that's You've right. You've got a business to play. I'll read it for you. Delinquent. It says Timmy. Hordlum. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Uh, what's a good? Uh, that's a good question. Does Mert and Kev work to a plan or drawing, or is it more organic creation? Kev, go for it. I use templates that I create. So most of the time, if I make a really cool knife, what I consider to be a cool knife and a cool shape, I'll make a template out of it. And then I work off that template in the future to forge things off. I also uh, draw knife shapes and knife designs on my workbench. When I get an idea for something that's a bit out there, I'll actually just draw it down on my workbench. That way I've got it there till the next time I clean my workbench, which is normally a very long time. So I I create a template. If I do it, something that's different, like the Chubby Skinner, Chubby Mofo Skinner, I'll trace that out, keep the measurements there, and potentially make it later down the trail. So yes, Andrew, I do use drawings. I do use templates. I've got very well-worn uh, French curves. I used that knife print design software for a little while, but I never followed through with actually purchasing that because I draw stuff down a lot. Matt, what do you do? So just to give Tim a bit more insight, I worked like Tim for a long time. 
I thought I knew what I was going to do. I just was going for it and going for the organic. Yeah, I know what I'm going to do and I will make the knife and the handle will be long as a fucking dick and the blade will be too long. And so I and <laughs> Chad tries to blaze and he'll fucking get mad at me because of not having a plan or not having a stencil. <laughs> so what I've done is that now everything I do, if I'm doing a new knife, Yes, I do plan. But if I'm doing a knife, that knife shape that I've done over and over, I don't plan it. But saying that, right next to my forging area, I have the mild steel <clears throat> templates of the knife profiles that I work with. So I'll be yeah. doing my forging, and I'll put my forged steel right next to my metal template to see how close it is, or if I can get enough material, or do I need to stop forging, if my thickness is enough. Also, because of having forged few blades, now I know how thick of a material I need to start with. So if I'm taking, a, for example, 63 mil high to 5.0 millimeter thick, 50 to 100, I know that gives me 10 blades. I cut in a 10. So everything I work now, I have a pretty much standardized things. If I'm making handles, I got my stencils. So I used to just fucking wing it, and I used to just like draw it on the thing, and yeah, that looks right, or... I wouldn't measure, but now everything I do is measured. The other day I finished two knives and one knife I had to shorten a little bit at the tip because of the, I burned the tip a little bit. And But I put the knives side by side. Yeah, one was three millimeters shorter because I burned the tip. But they were both two grams. Like the, I, they, were, they were identical and they weighed pretty much same. If I know they got same handles, almost same handles, and they have same grind, same profiles, that that tells me I've done things consistent. I, I know both of the handles are similar size. Grinds are similar size. So if you start working with stencils, it will make your life so much easier. So you can repeat your process. If you have a client who says, Tim, I fucking love the knife. Can you make me another one? So it's guaranteed if you go off the stencils that you made the first knife off, you can make the second knife, third knife, same fashion, same way, without relying on, hey, I forgot that knife. Can you send me a picture? Yeah. Or how thick mm. is it here? And how thick is it there? Repeatability it's, and being able to reproduce is a key thing in getting those designs. As Sean McIntyre. As Sean McIntyre. And, well, oh, no, I absolutely agree. Apparently, you made Sean cry. Tell us about that. Oh, that's that's from what I said before that I have my own developed style that I don't plan. That's what makes Sean cry. Um, and I, I know I should, and I know all the reasons why, and I just. But you're not going to listen. I. I... <laughs> Timmy knows better. He's only oh, young, man. He's only better. He's young he's and an stubborn. Ask called. Yeah. He asks, but he doesn't listen. Hey, I never yeah. asked about that one. He's no, I just get too, too excited about it, and then I forget about it. I just get too excited to make something, and I just just I just want to start making, and then I just never do. It's a really right. bad habit. So you know what you need to do? You need to go and buy a book called How to Develop Better Habits. Read it and start developing better habits. Kev, I can't read. I know. 
Get an audio book. Matt, Matt will read the audio book for you, but you're not going to understand a word that the bloody gets said. <laughs> you guys are mean. He'll read you. A, he's going to read you an audio book on design, and you'll end up cooking a great falafel. <laughs> oh, falafel, really? Oh, <laughs> is that what? What do you think I cook? You racist prick. <laughs> what I'm just saying. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You called me. You called me a hummus guts. Hummus oh. guts. No, that I was me. To be things. fair, I call you a lot of things, Matt, but never that. <laughs> I'm out of milk, boys. Yeah, nope. I know. It's past your bedtime too, Timmy. Tim's out of it's milk. Well, it's past past bedtime. Ten thirty p.m. and his eyes are still open. That's amazing. It's um, it's cool. Now we're getting somewhere. Um. Uh, Dino Handsaker wants to fuck Kev. Oh, that's not what it says. Sorry, I misread that, didn't I? It must be you late. did. That's yeah. That's where that comma comes in handy. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. I don't want to even think about that. Um, yeah. So there we go. There we go. So, what's your oh, next big God. purchase for the shop, Timmy? Oh, I said that was wall down. Oh, well, you did say that. Oh, fuck. Well, that's not a big purchase. That's not a big purchase. That's a wall just down's a big, a big purchase. purchase. It's the biggest purchase you'll ever make. On your wage, it probably is, actually. You need to go for a pay rise. <laughs> he doesn't, he can't get boss. a pay rise. He gets one when he turns 18. He works for he works for product anyway. He L6 Steel, apparently. Oh, I don't know. Him, him I don't and, want to know. Him, him, and, him and Cole are... Uh, Getting wholesale on L six steel. I'll be sussing out oh, the fucking it's... invoice for the water jet. Yeah, too. check. Yeah, yeah. Check, check the water jet invoice. Check the fucking <laughs> stock control. Oh, that was expensive. Gabaco's closed down everyone for two days for an audit. I saw the last. <laughs> I, I saw the last bill for bloody water jetting. Jesus, bloody yeah. expensive stuff. It really. I is. saw it. I was just like, jeez. What did you get cut? Oh, the L six. Now it, it all falls into place yeah, eventually. Yeah, the L six. Keyhole we're going to put the cost of the L6 cut into all the 15 and 20 that we got cut. Oh, don't tell the boss the secrets to Jesus. I taught him that cold. shit, Kev. No. I taught him that shit. Well, that, that's, why he's got his, that's why he passed his diploma in business. My shit's not full of uh, shit for that reason. isn't listening. <laughs> Matt Snape yeah, wants to know good. how you're going with the end of financial year stock take. Ah, you, you know, I counted a lot of stainless pin stock. Yeah, I bet yeah, you. Take, yeah, take, take. It's called a stock take, not a take stock. This is the third year you've been told that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, so there you've we got, go. You've, you've got, like, authority here to tell you this stuff, Tim, and you still don't appear to be listening. Oh, look. Teenagers these days, am I right? Oh, fuck I know. Yeah. what do you got yeah. left of that? Like, have you got a few months left of being a teenager, or are you, you know? I, I turned nineteen at the end of this month. Wow. I know, big boy now. Big boy now. <laughs> big boy. <laughs> or, I wouldn't go that you, far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't like I said, gone, I haven't gone that far to know. So. Yeah. Super. <laughs> Yeah, comments from the super coach. <laughs> Jeez, it's never going to end that well. All right. So, 
<clears throat> what? What? Don't you mind were saying me. something. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I was no, just no. looking at a picture on the internet. Of your Swedish girls. Whatever you were no, looking no, at no, twerking no, no, no. before. Just looking at lathe tools. Sorry, I was bored. So, anyway, keep going. Everyone, keep going. So, Tim, we keep getting what, mystery what's packages. Your, what's your plan, Tim? What's, uh, what's your plan for the future? I hate to say this sort of stuff because your future's you know, probably going to change about a dozen times over your period of life. What what's the next thing that you want to sort of look at doing? I remember hearing some other silliness that you were talking about somewhere else about you like to achieve or you want to achieve. What do you want to achieve? What's your goal? Well, I can't say with Corin here, but <laughs> you can say anything with Corin. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> um, no, I was more aiming for going for his job, but in, in reality, it's all yours, um, dude. It's all yours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be careful about the wish for. Oh, yeah. You start tomorrow. <laughs> Julie, what I have in my hand, I have a knife in my hand. I have a knife in my hand not long ago. I, I, I don't know. I, I've had some big, great dreams um, of uh, being a full-time maker, and um, I quickly realized that that probably wasn't um, the, the path I wanted to go. It's a hard, it's a hard gig, especially someone your age, mm. with a lot of hurdles in front of you in terms of just general living expenses and the rest of it. You know, like you no. can do it, you can do it, but you've got to follow, almost, I guess, in one regard, follow suit to someone like Don Binkett, mm. start a company, run a company, doing the stuff, or you've got to be probably an exceptional, quality custom maker that stands out there. Or you just be like Mert and I, and you have a partner that has a full-time job. Which is obviously yeah. the best way to do it. So you obviously need to go and find some cougar, <laughs> and then you're set, and you can be a full-time knife maker. There's your goal. We've sorted out for you. Yeah. Well, as you guys have touched on in the past, it sort of it doesn't take away from knife making, but it definitely changes um, the the enjoyment of it in in some aspects. Um, and I did have a stint of full-time making and I was, um, I've worked for someone else to make knives and it, it's definitely not, um, the, the sort of making that I want to do. It's not glamorous though, is it? No, 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 no. It's dirty, it's dirty, dirty, shitty work, Mm. but there's a sense of satisfaction that comes with that. There is, you know, like there is, but you know the the reward on things like you said your business plan to be successful at knife making as a full-time enterprise has to be pretty damn solid and obviously you're doing your business to you got your business diploma going to go for your degree and you'll understand that sort of side of things but actually putting it in practice is a lot different oh shit yeah shit yeah it really is but that's that's cool like at, at least you're thinking about this sort of stuff and you know it's good to see you've got your diploma it's good to I'm, see that you're looking at doing a degree i mean let's it's be good honest. to see that you're still enjoying your knife making what we, are we being honest about we we weren't thinking about this when we were his age were we fuck no oh it was the last thing on my mind i was trying to bet everything with two i bad. wanted money i wanted money a car and sex pretty much it I, I not, necess- gone, not necessarily gone not necessarily in that money. order yeah, yeah i was gonna say <laughs> 
you're not necessarily in that order. <laughs> no, that's it. Like times are changing. I hate to say it will sound really old, like Anthony Kittle, but times are changing <laughs> and and perception changes and all the rest of it. So, you mm. know, you got to look at what's. You've got to be sensible about your decisions you make at this stage. Sometimes I look at it and go, "You're you're young, you don't have the commitments." You know, jump two feet first into this thing, but do it yeah. with a sensible sort of approach. And then the other thing is, you're young, and you should start setting your place in an area where you want to work and study and get yourself set better for the future. So that when you get to middle middle age like Merton me, young middle aged men, you're in a decent place financially where you you know you can then maybe take that decision to make a change into hobby to business. Yeah, and then then you can look as happy as Merton I do when we're on this podcast <laughs> at ten thirty at night. Going, I've been up since five thirty in the morning. I'm fucking so tired. This is fucked. <laughs> I'm, Look, I you, just want to fill you with inspiration, mate. Yeah. Look, Tim, nah. although, although we've been making lives a little bit longer than you, and you might think like, oh, these guys are full-time makers. You have a few key advantages over us. Because we start doing this so later age compared yeah. to you. And you got so much information laid out by the previous makers, and you can avoid a lot of the mistakes we've done. So you living with your parents... The keyword is about Yeah. Look. So what you need, I think, what you need to do, Tim, is, you know, maybe look at someone like Kyle Royer and one of his courses that he online courses that he offers, and like buy into something like that, and challenge yourself because you've bought into a diploma in business, which mm. requires a hell of a lot of commitment to get that stuff done. Like I have people saying to me now. Oh, why don't you go back to uni? My answer normally is fuck that, because I can't commit to forty hours of study a week and still work and earn money. But at your age, like I said, with those commitments and everything else, for a challenge, you should do something like an online, buy the online Kyle Royer course, and make a fucking Master Smith level blade following his mm. instructions, and then you're going to realise through that process that. Like you said before, you're being a slacker. Tim, you're being a slacker. Sort your shit out. Come on. And you know, challenge yourself and do it. And then, you, then you've got a good advantage or a good opportunity to really step up your game. Unlike mm. like Mer was saying, we're old farts. We, only, we started making knives like, pre, like the dinosaurs just died off when we started. Yeah. And if we if feel like, let's say... If we decide to take a few days off and make something we want to try and push ourselves and shit like that, yeah, that sounds fun. But that means how are we going to pay the mortgage and the rent and shit? Yeah. You have the luxury. The, what I was trying to come to was you have that luxury right now. You can do whatever the fuck you want with the knives. You're not relying on it. So mm. utilize this time. Use this time as best you can. Because you can. If I were you, I would. But that's just a recommendation and suggestion and once shit opens back up go work with the master summits here or trying to travel take like a couple day courses and see other people and see how they do their simple stuff it can be fucking eye-opener 
Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally agree with all of that. It's just but you're not going to. I was going to say, but you're not going to do it. <laughs> but I'm not going to make those that's, stencils. That's awesome. That's just awesome. Gonna I'm not going to. Nah, I'm not making stencils. I'm not going to buy an online course. I'll uh, be in current. I'll be in current's job in two years' time. We know what you're saying. We know how you easy, feel. Easy, easy. <sighs> yeah. Gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how's this? We've turned in. We turned into three dads telling our substitute son Tim about setting up his life. Sorry, man. I'm <laughs> yeah, just looking yeah. for a new parting tool. Oh, I know. Well, Corin's on there with other stuff. Or the other option, Tim, is just get mm. into drugs and hookers and fucking go crazy. That sounds like Woo! a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> caveat, caveat. This advice Look. is not recommended to children listening. <laughs> Weekend's coming up. I'll come down to yours. We can just go to town. Fuck yeah. We'll go to town at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon, eat dinner <laughs> at the RSL at 5.30, have yep. a sip of yep. sherry at quarter to six, and we'll and be, I'll be back done. home. Back home, ready to settle in for a nice cup of chamomile tea, bed by seven. How's that sound? Wild night that out on town with Unky Kev. <laughs> Dude, yesterday I slept, I fell asleep before my kids. I, at 8.30, I fell asleep on the couch watching TV. Really? You, what you Disney show like were you watching? Something different. <laughs> I do that all the time. Fuck, I was up until fucking nearly midnight. Slept about two hours, got up at five to six, was in the workshop by five past six, and here I am at 10 to 11. Going, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> right, nah, it's good. That's life. Stay up late, do cool shit, surf the internet, doesn't matter. Just do, do fun stuff. It's, all, it's always good. Well, Sleep can come later. We, we wrap this up, boys. Yeah. Timmy, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's been yeah. a pleasure having and you. And Andrew, Andrew Smith just put a bit of advice. I'm listening. Andrew Smith just put a bit of advice that I should uh, introduce Tim to RS Liberty Turbos. That's What's what that? I first got into, and then then you'll have never. Ne it's a car, Tim. Right. And you'll never have money for anything else if you get into those cars. So stick with knife making, and you'll never have money for those cars. <laughs> which you'll never have you what dropping out a perfect time too all right guys well, Tim. take care have a good one i'm out i'm tired and i've had enough see ya bye see ya thanks for listening the only problem is when i leave you all leave too what yeah i know it's hard. oh well Okay, this is a stalemate, isn't it? Stalemate. <laughs> Are we supposed to leave? Julianne no, says let's, let's thanks for the giggle. Wrap it up. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have thanks for watching. Julian. And thanks for Tim Ford to join us and share his story in knife making. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Thanks and I look forward to seeing you at 8 o'clock in the morning. See you, mate. And Kev oh, yeah. just left. He didn't even say goodbye. What's that all about? And buy, buy the T-shirts. <laughs> Kev just left. Buy the yeah, T-shirts. Buy the shirts. Yeah. Buy the shirts. Yeah, because Timmy doesn't want to cancel the stock take. <laughs> See you later. See ya. Bye.